0: Thanks for coming to the first of the ASOS panel talks at Graduate Fashion Week, um, where the subject is young fashion creatives doing it for themselves. Um, I'm going to introduce our panelists. So just starting from that side, we have Josh Reed, who's a junior designer at Christian Deal. We have Billy Prendergast, who's a fashion entrepreneur. Katie Rose, who's the founder of The Bridge. And Angelica Hicks, who's an illustrator. Um, so I'd like to start with you guys, maybe just telling us a bit about what you do. Josh, do you want to uh, go first?
2: I work at Christian Dior in Paris. Um, I'm the mainly the winter team for the ready-to-wear and the couture, um, just sort of covering all bases sort of separates and coats, outerwear, things like that. Um, just for every show, we just had our crew show the
0: other day last week.
3: That's what I do. <laughs>
0: Thanks. And Billy, how about you? Um,
3: I. I own my own footwear brand. I started a couple of years ago, but I sell into kind of 25 accounts worldwide. And I'm also a uh, menswear buyer for an independent store, a shop called Present in Shoreditch.
4: So I run the Bridge Co., which is an agency that works with young fashion designers, really to help them master the business side of fashion. So we do everything from finance to events to sales.
1: Um, I do illustration. I kind of... Um... I guess i engage with like fashion and popular culture in a comedic way by like playing on words use a lot of puns yeah
0: very cool (laughs) check out her instagram account it's very good so i kind of wanted to start all this off by talking about um how you guys first started out with your careers because i think obviously lots of people here are thinking about that so in terms of starting out most people think about internships and i wanted to know what you guys thought is that a good way to start or is it not
2: yeah i think i think internships are always really good to do because you're getting experience and you're building up a body of work within different companies within the industry and you get to see how it actually works um i was very lucky i entered the lvmh graduate award last year and was one of the three graduates that won it which actually led on to my job and uh while i'm there josh
0: can i just ask how did you get How did you enter that LVMH? Online.
2: Everything was online. We had Sarah Moa come into our university. I went to Kingston University. And um, she came in and spoke about it and looked through our portfolios and just mentioned that it's a great opportunity um, and that something good can come from it. And I actually entered the day before the deadline and uh, didn't think anything of it. And then it turned out I was actually one of the winners, so you never (laughs) never know unless you actually try. But it's... uh, it's really good to always go for every opportunity that's given to you because otherwise you don't, you don't know whether you could win one. You might not win any, but you might win them all. So it's always really good to try.
0: Have any of you not done an internship or work experience?
3: Yeah, I, um, my background is I kind of got through from the shop floor. So I looked for a job after university. Um, I was always been into clothing. I ended up working in a store and then kind of worked my way up from the shop floor. Which I think, I think, it's quite. It can be very useful because you end up. You, it's important, I think, to see where the thing that you're making or trying to sell ends up with a consumer. I think. I think it's, it's, it's kind of essential to know the whole process.
0: What What about if you don't have any contacts? You don't. If your parents aren't connected, or you don't know anyone who works in the industry. What
4: do you think, Katie? What's a good way to get in? I basically cold emailed as many people that I admired as possible. Um, I actually didn't study fashion at all, and did a lot of internships from a really young age. About 15, I started working in a lot of editorial departments, just to build up as much experience as possible. And actually, at that point, I didn't even think fashion was the thing for me. Um, But yeah, I think just reaching out to people and saying, hey, I really like what you're doing, um, you know, this is what I do. I'd love to support you in any way. And even if nothing comes of it then or, you know, they don't reply for three months, at least you've made the effort to get in front of those people. How do you compose those emails? I never know. With, like, cold emailing, that's quite... I mean, it's quite... It can go a bit wrong. I mean, it's not... What's it's, a good way to go about it? It's really tough to balance between hassling someone and being persistent. What's it's a good... Give us an example. Um, I, think, I think being concise. <laughs> specific, I mean, normally I would write... Um, gosh, I'm trying to think all that time back. I'd probably write a couple of sentences to start, you know, what I've been doing, what my position is, and ultimately what you're asking of that person. I think if you're a bit vague, then they don't really know what exactly you're emailing them for. So I think just to say... Um, You know, this is what I'm doing, I I love this column that you write, I would love to shadow you, or, you know, is there any opportunity for um, freelance work or project work, and just keeping it really succinct and touching base with that person from time to time. Do you think there's too much, do you think there's
0: a danger of doing too much experience? Because I've sometimes looked at people's CVs, and they have seen they've done about five internships, and that sometimes sets alarm bells off, and I think, why haven't they been hired? Or do you think that's not a problem?
2: I don't think it's a problem at all because I think uh, it. A lot of the time, I find that um, people have done a lot of internships because there aren't jobs as such to have straight away, and so the thing that's offered most of the time, which is really accessible to everyone, is internships. And so people keep doing a lot more, and then eventually, hopefully, you'll have the experience at a lot of different companies that would benefit you when you finally do get a job.
3: I think as well. There's quite a lot to be said about working in different sectors, so if you want to get into buying or merchandising or designing, to have a little bit of experience doing buying or working for a PR firm or, you know, and and then you kind of, I think if you see a CV with all those things on them, it'll be quite impressive.
4: That's exactly what I did. I basically did every internship going across PR, sales, journalism, and I think that variety of experience is actually what led me to start my company and I I wouldn't have had that light bulb moment if I hadn't seen all of those different contexts.
0: Um, Angelica, what about you? Because I know it's been a bit different with you. You kind of created yourself through your Instagram account. Do you want to tell us a bit about that?
1: So I actually, I did do a lot of internships. I was um, studying history of art at UCL and I just was, I hated every internship I did so it's internships are also really important for realizing what you don't want to do and that's what it was for me and then i um yeah i don't know i think i think social media is really cool and i think everyone like it's such a cool way to be able to promote yourself for free and to like actually be able to access people that otherwise how would you be able to i mean also cold emailing so cold emailing and tagging on instagram is i mean well i obviously do illustration so it's so it was very that's actually how I kind of got any like you know built a following and everything because did you make you it
0: can I just ask with yeah. your account did you think from the beginning was that a sort of game plan that you had no. or did it no. just happen organically I always, I
1: always um I, I used to have like quite a pretentious like kind of like art history like you know kind of like narrative Instagram account where I'd like put up pictures of paintings and then kind of you know give like kind of like you are know, like, oh, like, like, I don't know, like, a, me at Redding or whatever. With, like, you know, Sounds just, like, like mine. Women, yeah. So, like, so it was quite funny. And I realised I really liked using social media to kind of be funny. And, um, and then I realised that I, I quite like drawing, too. And I think it was, uh, it was like, during Fashion Week, there were so many kind of, you know, illustrators on Instagram, so many that I would see. And I kind of, you know, I always really liked Fat Jew. I always quite liked fashion, too. And I was like, oh, Fat Jew, you know, the funny Instagram account that I'm sure lots of you follow. Fat Jewish. And like, fat, yeah, I'm sorry, Fat Jewish. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, at the fat Jewish, and um, and I thought this is quite a cool way to combine, you know, two two of my passions. Because so, you sort of called yeah. yourself
0: a satirical illustrator, or was yeah, that I, I read that I somewhere actually, else?
1: A fashion punk, but pun <laughs> hyphen K. Very yeah, clever. Yeah, playing on words. And
0: how has your Instagram account attracted people? I just
1: got really lucky because I was basically I were just it was a period I didn't really get it. No, I, I did you know, kind of socialize as well, but I also just, you know, I'd like kind of react to things immediately and always make a joke about an event or like, you know, kind of engage with it in a comedic way um, about an event kind of immediately. And the, but the one that really kind of was a crazy day was when Kendall Jenner, when Kendall Jenner and um, Gigi Hadid were announced as Victoria's secrets, new, you know, kind of angels. And um, I was probably, yeah, no, I was, I was sitting at home and I was kind of like, ah, Victoria's secret service. Newest recruits. <laughs> and um, and so I did this drawing, and then I went out for like five hours, and I went to you know I, w- I went for a walk, came back, and they they both regrammed it, which was like obviously a wild day because I I got a lot of followers <laughs> from it.
0: Well, so how many followers do you get when Kendall likes
1: one of your Honest, posts? If um, no, so she doesn't because she didn't tag me. Gigi Hadid, oh. Gigi oh. Hadid though, so yeah. Gigi's and the one Joe we like. Jonas. <laughs> when when they were still when they were still going out Amazing. And, uh, but he continued to follow me even though you know they broke up which was nice yeah <laughs> yeah no it's weird it's i and know what I about jobs strange.
0: I, i'm just interested in how it led to jobs that uh, you earn money from
1: um, because i would tag brands when i would do every time i would do a drawing i would tag the brand sometimes they would see it then they would rep- Well, actually also, they would, it's quite good to have a website as well, or obviously, um, and, and, or like an email address, whatever. Then they, then they contact you because they see that you, you know, I, I don't know, I, I, I guess because, you know, the kind of like, once you build a following, then people are willing to kind of give in, no, not, not give in to it, but you can also direct message people on Instagram, by the way, and sometimes they actually reply. They'll, they'll go through it and they'll, which is really cool. And actually, someone did a really cool thing the other day and she messaged me, about her thesis. And I obviously responded to imme- uh, her dissertation. I responded immediately because I was there last year having to write a dissertation. And I thought that was really, really cool to send me a direct message, just out of the blue. Yeah, no, it was really cool,
4: yeah. Actually, loads of my clients have had business, um, you know, even buyers contacting them via social media. Yeah, I, and I, I have
3: I, as well. i really I've, I've think a it's, business for
4: it. Yeah, I think it's such an amazing position to be in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, um, I got what a book other? deal, book deal through a direct message was how it started
0: DM. well let's talk about some other platforms not just instagram so other where you, um katie and billy you were saying you've been contacted was it instagram as well or was there anything was there another platform
3: only instagram actually it's funny i think especially through the shop i work for as well it's definitely it's it's all instagram now It's strange.
0: Do you post to other platforms, though, you guys? Uh,
3: I don't post. I don't. don't,
0: For my own business.
3: But via the shop that I work for. We post across all platforms. And Instagram is easily the most popular. By far and away. The way to engage with people.
4: I think it's changed as well. I think when I graduated, Twitter was really just coming to the fore. And I would spend you know, a whole day on Twitter and I would actually get freelance work through Twitter. Whereas now everyone has really moved to Instagram and I think just moving with those trends and and understanding what's next and how you can leverage social media to your advantage is going to be really key to stand out. Do you think it's important to, there's a lot of talk about being your own brand or
0: building your own brand or being your brand. Do you guys spend a lot of time on that, making yourself into something that people can recognise, or do you tend to hide behind whatever it is your product? I think, Josh, with you, for example, because you obviously work for a big yeah. established company, um, do you find that you don't need to sort of engage with all that sort of self-promotion?
2: No, not at all, because they, they have teams that do everything like that. I just But for you, even
0: thinking in terms of the next job or...? Um,
2: in some cases, yeah, like I'll upload different things if I've done something or... From a show, but um, at the moment I uh, I don't do that much on Instagram personally. <laughs> More right. just selfies.
1: I think it is quite cool though to have your own identity, like and to like in in that sense. I guess I could. Uh, well, I, I mean I like to keep my Instagram as a usual white. Like I white out the backgrounds. It's all you know. It's like curated, like got a look kind of thing. Just because I you know I'm quite control freak like that, and I like that's how it looks. But I have noticed that it's really nice when. You know, it's quite nice not to just like post another avocado toast like everyone else, <laughs> and maybe you can make, make you know, have your own version of that avocado toast.
0: So I'm quite interested in that idea, actually. You know, um, finding your USP. Uh, as a, you know, how are you going to stand out from everyone else out there? How are you going to get people to notice you? How important is it to have a USP or to make some kind of, I don't know, company? Do you have a, like a
4: company motto or you know what I mean, like something that like what, a sets your part? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess or so. Or even a personal one.
4: Yeah, I don't know that I can necessarily put it into words, but I definitely think there's times when I take a picture and I think, right, is this for my account or is this for the company account? And there's a, different, a definite differentiation between the two. What about, um, Billy, with your, the Horatio shoes? Can you tell us the story about that?
0: Because that's obviously something that no one else had
3: discovered well, yet. Well, that, that was kind of the... That was the main thing, really, is that... While working as a buyer, I wanted to buy that style of shoe for the shop, and I couldn't find them made. They were no one made them, um, apart from some big famous fashion houses, um, and there was no affordable version. So I went out there, and through the things I'd learned, through bits of manufacturing I'd done, I found this factory that could make them. Off the back of that, I realised I could make some money out of it because there were the good margins, whatnot, all kind of business side stuff. I gave them to an agent I knew, and then. Three months later, I had a few thousand pairs on order. So it was kind of... It was perfect, but it was, it was based off the fact I couldn't find it anywhere else. I think that was the important thing with it, was that it wasn't... The marketplace is so crowded with everything, you know? And I think you, it's good to find your niche in that marketplace.
0: What about uh, finding support, either financial or emotional, whether it's through networking groups or angel investors, that kind of thing? Have any of you had to do that?
3: I um, So I... When I started... I got a lot more orders than I thought I would, and I had a big old factory bill that I had to pay. Um, and I looked around a few options, and the best one that I found, which I ended up using, was a company called the, the Startup Loans Company, which is like a government-backed initiative. And they, they work away, all the way across the board, so they don't really know anything about clothing, I don't really know anything about whatever, they just know about lending. But they have this massive team, this press team, who will help you with everything. It's, re- it's really amazing, and they, they give you a loan with barely any interest, so it's kind of perfect. Um, but at the same time, they, all, they got me magazine space, they got me a piece in the FT, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is, which is pretty handy.
4: Actually, one of their delivery partners who actually give loans out on their behalf is the London Small Business Centre. And they, like you say, I mean, they would basically take in anyone who's looking to start up a business and they will provide an hour's mentoring and just sort of chatting through where you're at, really based on your needs. And I think you're, you're welcome to go there sort of as much as you need and the guys are all really friendly and they've all got different backgrounds and, and that's been really key for me and a lot of my clients as well to go and chat to them and have someone impartial to talk to.
3: I think especially the business side of things. If you want to start up on your own, everyone kept kind of banging on about cash flow all the time and I was like, it'll, just, it'll work. And it got quite sticky at some stages. And it is, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's just it's really important.
0: Um, and... What advice do you, would you give to people who are starting
4: out now? And what do you know now that you didn't know before you started out? Anyone? Not everybody wants you to succeed. Yeah. I know that sounds oh. really negative, yeah. And obviously, I do think there is a lot of support, definitely, in the creative industries. And in London, we're so spoiled for support here. Um, but you, you do have to remember that... You know, even people that you might have gone to university with might be jealous if you actually get some success and and you just kind of have to, you know, brush it off and and move on and and understand that you can rise above it as well. And there are a lot of people out there who do wish you well and will support you. Do you have a group of friends or what is your support network? None of my friends work in fashion, actually. Is that good? Yes, (laughs) you get a lot of perspective that way.
1: (laughs) And also just like... Perseverance. I was like, for a very long time, like, you know, kind of uploading these, you know, things. That I would really like spend a lot of time making these, like, puns out of fa- like, you know, kind of fashion related puns, and um, to about 700 people, like, probably for about like four months. And but I was like, I don't like, I like, I actually think that this could, you know. I find it funny. These 700 people find it funny. Maybe other people will also continue to find it funny. And there was a moment I remember at which, you know, people were so kind of like dismissive. And I was like, okay, maybe I should just stop. And I was like, no, no, I shall not. And yeah, so just if you find something, you love it and you believe in it, continue with it. Also knowing
4: when to take the leap from just doing something and enjoying it to... To making it your,
1: yeah. To so actually making yeah. it your full-time gig, yeah. And also, because you can, free, like, I was, I was like, working, like, weird. I, at one point, I was working for a social media strategist, which, like, even though I use social media on a daily basis, I don't, I can't, like, make, you know, kind of PowerPoints about, like, what they should post, or, you know, like... And I was having to do that for a long time, because, you know, just to make some money and then be able to continue, part-time, to then be able to continue drawing.
2: So, yeah. I would say following on from that as well is be persevere with everything as well like even if you get no's and you're shot down don't give up on things because you'll become your own worst enemy of that you've got to know so you're not gonna try anymore like just keep trying with everything and one uh, you will get a response and it will be a good response eventually so just keep trying
0: Makes sense yeah. Um what about what's next for you guys um, do you have plans to expand on your business new jobs, anything, pers- you know, any new creative projects? What's,
4: what, 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 will we, what will we see from you guys in the next five years? We're launching some more events. We do an event series called FYI. Um, our first event launched last summer, which was starting your own fashion brand. This year we're looking at doing more on visas and sponsorships for all the international students um, and we're also doing more in terms of bookkeeping, actually offering that as a service to our clients and taking that financial side off of creative people's hands because they just don't enjoy it.
0: It's amazing. I should just say also Katie represents really interesting designers like Cleo Pepiat um, and Claire Barrow, right? Um, Are you going to be taking on more? Always, yes. How about you?
1: Um, I'm a book. at this Christmas, Um, yeah. Who's publishing the book? Lawrence King, I know nothing about publishing houses, but they're a big, apparently, I don't know, other people are like, for illustrated books, that's, you know, so, which I'm really happy about. And they have global distribution, which is also cool but daunting, translating comedy into other languages. You've got to, like, write it in a way in which it can be... Yeah, scary. What's the... Is it a compilation? It's a selection of all my drawings, and uh, kind of, like, the chapters are kind of, you know, sartorial, supermarket, uh, fashion, fan fiction, impossible collaborations, and a few more that, you know... I like the
0: impossible collaborations. That's when you have those... That's when I... Yeah, exactly. Like, two people
1: who would never normally be
0: together. Exactly, exactly. What's an example?
1: Um, I'm trying to think. Um, Like, Pamela
0: Anderson and...
1: Oh, I haven't done Tony Blair, yet Blair, or something or like, do like do completely her. random. Um, no, like, um, there is always some connection. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- oh, mac and cheese, stuff like that. Mac cosmetics with uh, you know, craft, uh, which you wouldn't ordinarily think of. Craft the mac and cheese, the packeted one. It's very good. Um, <laughs> and uh, and what else? I don't know. I, well, I'd like to expand. I, don't, I want to do an app, actually. I want to do, like, Kimoji, but, you know, not, not Kim Kardashian, <laughs> but funny. Emoji,
0: yeah. yeah, good one. Okay. I don't know, chic emoji.
3: Yeah, know. that sounds good. Um, I'm taking on my first member of staff, my footwear, which is quite exciting. Um, and I've got shoes dropping into stores like Club Monaco and Harvey Nichols are buying going forward. So quite exciting stores. And taking on distributors around the world as well. So it's kind of all, all go, I guess.
0: Amazing. Well,
2: I don't Josh. have my own company, so I'm hoping within five years I'll still have it. As long job. as... <laughs> 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 um, so, but I'm also looking, I'm hoping to do a uh, hopefully Masters. Well. Yeah, hopefully yeah. Paris won't be underwater at that point. Yeah, hopefully Paris <laughs> won't be underwater, as it is now. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see how it goes. I'm liking, I, do, I like to just take it as it comes. I don't like to plan too far ahead. And, but I know that I will want to do a Masters at some point, but I don't know when.
0: That's fantastic. Well, thank you very much, guys. That was brilliant. Thanks. Thank you.